0: All right, weekly text-based Tanya, we are on chapter 46, excellent, last week we did 45 in its entirety, Mm -hmm. chapter 45 is one of the shorter chapters in Tanya, chapter 46, now there's a straight path in front of you, which is universal, it's equal for all souls, and it is very, very accessible to you. You, you know the, that language, that's from the, <laughs> from the well, yeah, that's, But well where does that come from, yeah? <laughs> um, <laughs> we knew you had to be here. <laughs> it, uh, that's on the uh, title page of the Tanya. So we've spoken about that many times throughout Tanya, this idea of accessibility, of Methods that are attainable. So this is ma'id ma'od, very, very. The posseg, the original scriptural verse, says ma'od, one time, very. But this is ma'id ma'od, very, very. All right, so this is a straight path in front of everybody that's equal to everybody, meaning it's not like there are certain people who are more, uh, who are more suited for it. No, everyone can do this, and it's very, very near. Wow, what is this? And he didn't even say what it's a path to. Hold on a second. I better find out what it's a path to. To arouse and to cause to shine forth the love that is hidden in the heart. Okay. To get that love to shine out in full strength in uh, in a revealed way in the heart and in the mind That would move you to sacrifice yourself to Hashem, sacrifice your body and your possessions. (laughs) With your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole uh, wherewithal, everything that you possess. (laughs) And to do so honestly, truthfully, from the realest sense of truth. All right, this is sounding good. I would be interested. What is this? a straight path in front of me that's equally accessible to all, that is very, very close to everyone, to be able to bring out this love for Hashem. Especially at the time of Shema and its blessings. You're going to feel this love come out. All right, sign me up. What do I have to do? Okay, now, even if you didn't, even if you didn't know anything else other than chapters 41, 42, 43, 44, and forty-five, pretend that's all you know. That is all I know. Okay, fine, great. <laughs> so you're gonna be authentic. <laughs> fine. What's gonna happen now?
1: What's
0: what, what's what's gonna happen th- at this point in the chapter?
1: What
0: what what has happened in the chapters? Of- Right, a meditation. Yeah, right. Okay. So what has happened so far in the chapter?
1: An introduction. An
0: introduction. What was the introduction?
1: The possibility of connecting to Hashem. The
0: possibility of the connecting love. To, the love. Okay. That's what I was referring to. So he pitched to us the possibility of attaining this love. And we know from context, from the previous what, five chapters, that basically that means a meditation. There's going to be a, some type of a mental exercise that we have to engage in, a specific mental exercise or subjects for contemplation, that is going to um, bring us to this particular emotion that was just described. Okay, fine, great. We're all following. Yeah. Okay, here it is: Kasha masha amarakosov. It's when you put upon your heart. That means when you absorb the idea that's written in Torah, not in the five books of Moses, but in uh, the book of Proverbs, King Solomon's Proverbs. Kamaim just as water reflects a face to a face, kain el Adam so is the heart of a man to a man. Perush, what does this mean? He explains what the verse means. Just like the face that you show to the water. That's the face that looks back at you in the water. Meaning, when you look in the water as a reflection, when you look at your reflection, what you see looking back at you is exactly the face that you're showing to the reflective surface. So, too. I mean, that's just a metaphor. But what does this mean? So too, leiv haadam, the heart of a man is a mirror. Hanamen ba'av ba'ahavasei leish acher, when you love somebody, haray hu avazu meireres avabaleiv chaveda elav gamkain, it triggers a reciprocal feeling lies ayivim namanum zelazah, where they love each other. Befrad k'shreya avus chaveda elav, especially when you see, meaning you see evidence of the person's love for you. So the point is, there's this, there's this phenomenon which exists within, I guess, human nature. Maybe it goes beyond human nature, but surely he describes it as being a phenomenon of human nature. That we feel toward people how they show they feel toward us. So somebody is acting loving lovingly toward you. And don't try to undermine this like when we did Kibrod Yastadl, and I was like, I don't want to hear from people saying, but I hate my parents. Or like when we did Nashia Vesicha, I didn't want I said, I don't want to hear from people saying, but I hate life. Okay, so don't tell me now. No, this isn't true because there are sick, sick narcissists, and when you love them, they take advantage of you and destroy you. Okay not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, that. Not talking about that. We're talking about the normal way okay, there are a few that. Normal ones. Okay, there are a few normal people. Okay. We're talking about the normal way that human psychology is wired, and that is that when somebody shows love to you, you feel love back. It's like a mirror. The heart is like a mirror. It's a law of reciprocity. The emotions that are. Coming at you are the emotions that you feel back toward that person, and it's just the way it is. Now, I want to just give you a heads up. When he says that this is shavu it's universal, and it's cut of ma'aid ma'aid. It's very, very close. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about. I mean, he didn't yet tell us the method for applying this to love of Hashem, but it's based upon something that is just hardwired. Okay, that's what makes it universal, that's what makes it very, very close. Um, it's not something that you don't do already, it's something that automatically all humans do. It's just the way that we are built. And the only chidosh here, the only novel point is the Altarev is going to tell us how to capitalize on that in our service of Hashem. Okay, but this concept of reciprocal emotional response is already built into the human heart.
1: So they say if you see somebody without a smile, give them yours. Because if you smile to somebody, they're automatically going to smile back
0: at you. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's generally true. Generally true. Mm -hmm. And if you act hostile towards somebody, Mm -hmm. they'll probably act Mm -hmm. hostile towards you. Yeah. Okay. So he said, listen to what he says. This is the nature with everybody. And by with everybody, he means the person who you think loves you. Meaning it doesn't even matter if it is the guy collecting the carts in the parking lot at the grocery store. If somebody's friendly and nice and warm to you, that's how you're going to feel about him. It doesn't have to be somebody special. Even if they are on the same level. Meaning, in the social hierarchy, I suppose. Meaning to say that, I know our democratic sensibilities in America get really triggered by this. Okay, but, and especially he's going to start talking about royalty and commoners and I know we Americans get really uptight about this but the point he's making is it's such an automatic fundamental natural response that it doesn't really matter what this person's social standing is just the fact that they emanate kindness toward you is going to automatically elicit those feelings in you okay but how much more so, meaning this will only be amplified, it's a great king. The discrepancy grows. It's a great king who shows his love, his powerful great love, to a commoner, not just a commoner, a despised commoner, because the commoner could be like... uh, you, know, you could be like a cobbler or a uh, barrel maker. No, this cobbler he's the, he's the street cleaner. So a lowly person who is despised and sitting on a garbage heap. He's the garbage man. He runs the city dump. He lives in the city dump. All right? So we explain that it is the nature of the human heart to shine back the feeling that we're getting from somebody irrespective of that person's social standing. It is further amplified, intensified, when there is some type of discrepancy between them. So, two peers would have this experience, how much more so if the great king shows his love to a guy who is the low man on the totem pole, although I heard that that's a misnomer and that the lowest picture on the totem pole is actually the most fundamental, and it's just a white man's misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Okay, but the point is, what's a totem pole? Uh, it's Indian. yeah, like what all the Indians use to tell stories right, that are important to their tribes. <laughs> what? We're
1: not going to see a white man on a totem pole.
0: No, the white man looks at the totem pole misinterprets
1: thought
0: it, Is it a, I don't know I'm not telling you to go look at them I didn't tell you to go look at them where would you see one where would you see a teepee no they're Native American okay it's not the point of our Tanya class doesn't matter doesn't matter it's an expression in English the low man on the totem pole it means the person of the lowest social standing in a particular society. Mm-hmm. Okay, at any rate, so this phenomenon of human psychology holds true regardless of the social standing of the parties involved. But it will be intensified if there is a discrepancy. So there's the
1: Rebbe, this... Would you say, would the rabbis say, that when the great king shows love,
0: Awe? Well, yeah, you would think awe, but really he's focusing. And maybe there is an awe component, but he's not focusing on it. Yeah, but he's focusing on the love part of it. So there's probably some awe involved, but...
1: Right, so I just, because I always think that love and awe are so closely intertwined, so this would be an example of it. Yeah. You respect somebody so much
0: yeah but i think his point is the the respect that this commoner has for the king pre-exists the show of affection and then actually amplifies the effect that this show of affection has so it's actually a little bit uh, it's like proportionate to the amount of awe that he already has that's going to intensify the love that he feels back to him. By the way, when my kids were little, I used to tell this to them as a bedtime story. Once upon a time, there was this guy sitting in the garbage heap. Nobody liked him, because that's what he says. He's, he's this loser that has no friends. That's what he basically said. He lives on a garbage hill. It's like, not enough, this guy's a loser. He lives in a, he's sitting on top of a garbage heap. And I used to tell this, yeah, I, I mean, I'll read you the words again, says so it very clear. Ish Hadya to commoner, Venivza, despised, Ushvalonashim, the lowest of men, Manuval, I don't know, disgusting. Hamutul Baashpo sitting on top of a garbage heap. Okay, so that's the, that's
1: Did they get to sleep?
0: Okay, but hold on yeah, 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 they would go to sleep. Okay. Okay, but listen guys, this is the meditation. So this is what you're supposed to visualize right now. Okay? And heads up also, spoiler alert the loser sitting on the garbage heap is you. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful heartwarming story. Okay, (coughs) So you're this loser with no friends, despised, reviled by society, sitting on a garbage heap. I don't know if everyone hated you and that's why you went to go live on the garbage heap, or if everyone hates you because you live on the garbage heap, but that's your situation. Poor and homeless, despised. And then all of a sudden, the king comes down from his glorious place with all of his entourage. Everyone's like, where's the king going with his entourage? He's heading to the garbage heap. Whatever for? And he lifts up this guy from the garbage heap. He says, come, come here, get up. Get up, get up off the garbage heap. Shocking, the king is even speaking to this guy. He's coming over to him and saying, Get over here, I'll give you my hand. Get up off the garbage heap. And then he brings him home to the palace. And not just to the palace. Into the inner sanctum. Places where the palace staff don't have access places where the king's advisors don't have access brings him into the king's private chamber where only the king goes and there they are alone together with true closeness he hugs him and he kisses him and they have a connection of breath with all heart and soul okay so that's the story This despised loser sits on the garbage heap. Nobody talks to him. All of a sudden, one day, out of nowhere, the great and awesome king says, Everybody, says to his entourage, head to the garbage heap. And then, why is the king going to the garbage heap? And he walks to the garbage heap, and he lifts up this guy who's the most despised guy in the whole kingdom, the most despised guy, the biggest loser, the biggest pariah in the class, and the most popular kid says, Come on out of your little corner and sit next to me at lunch. Okay, think about this. Now, how is he going to feel? Al-Achas Kama how much more so, meaning how much more than the regular human reaction, which is automatic. How much more so? How much more so is this simple commoner going to feel amplified love for the king? How much connection of a soul and and heart connection is he going to feel from the depths of his of his heart? And obviously, we're talking about a metaphor here. Okay? So we're casting ourselves in that role of that despised person. And obviously, the king, the awesome king, is Hashem. How do we actually connect to that? He's going to explain it. Don't worry. Okay. Even if one's heart is like a heart of stone, it will surely melt and be like water and your soul will pour forth like water, with pining of the soul for the love of the king. In other words, this method is so foolproof, it's so guaranteed, that even someone with the most apathetic heart, a stone-like heart, it's going to work on them. It will work on the most hardened heart. All right. Amazing. So, even if I claim that my heart is so hardened and cold, but if that were to happen to me, if I were to experience that type of love, of course it would automatically melt my heart. All right, great. How do I connect to that? So here's the main part. All of these details, this whole imagery. In fact, infinitely more so than what we just described in the metaphor. Is what Hashem did for us. Okay, so this did happen to you. First of all, you have to know that there's no end to his greatness. You want to talk about a great king? He's the greatest. He permeates all worlds and he fills and he surrounds all worlds. Also, you want to talk about an entourage? We know from the Arizal all the different chambers of angels, the endless worlds that Hashem presides over. So you want to talk about an entourage? Hashem's got the biggest entourage. How many angels does he have before him? Ten thousands of ten thousands of angels. The, the Torah says, yeah, that's just one troop. It's, it's 10,000, 10, 10,000s, or 1,000, 1,000, whatever. That's one troop, but there are infinite troops. So he's got the biggest entourage. And it's all like nothing before him. It's all completely insignificant compared to him. Like we said earlier, the metaphor of the relative non-existence of the word that you speak compared to the soul that generated that word. And all of these angels say to each other, where is the place of his glory? And they say the world is full of his glory, which means the Jewish people. Are full of His glory. Kihi ne'akadish baruch hu esal yenev es ha'tachtainim. Kihi ne'akadish baruch hu esal yenev es Hashem sets aside the higher and lower worlds. Vloy bacha be kulum kiem be and He focuses Himself specifically on the Jewish people. Ve'etziam be mitzrayim erav esodit. He took them out of the most lewd place, the most perverse place, which was Egypt, the place of the filth and the impurity. This is the garbage heap. He came down to our garbage heap, meaning when we were in that filthy place, when we were in Mitzrayim, he came down. This is from the Haggadah, right? Not through an emissary. He didn't say, oh, I don't want to go to garbage heap. He didn't say gross, I don't wanna to go to garbage heap. He said, my beloved is in the garbage heap, then I'm headed over there. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down there to save them. In order to bring them close in a true oneness, with a true connection of souls, with kisses of the mouth, which means to enable us to speak the word of God, which is halacha. And a cleaving of breath, meaning allowing us to match up our minds to his divine mind by knowing his will in the Torah which he and the teah are completely one. He and his will and wisdom expressed in the Tata are completely one. So that's the kiss. Vegambuchinis Hibuk and also what's the hog? Hu Kyema mitzvah mysis but a mahivotum is when we do the mitzvas with our two hundred and forty eight limbs. Then a mach pokuddin head a machivada malka kinuscula el the two hundred forty eight Mitzvah's positive commandments are the kings, 248 limbs,, There are three general categories: right, left, center, train,, the two arms and the body, anthropomorphically speaking, that's the divine body. So listen, in the metaphor, he took us out from the garbage heap. What's the garbage heap? It's Ram. Took us from the garbage heap to the palace. What's the palace? Mount Torah. Yeah, oh. And at Mount Tabor, kisses and hugs. Right. Well, what's the kiss? Mm. The Torah that we can speak his words and also think his thoughts. The hug. What's the hug? The, hug, the, mitzvahs? What's the, hug? The, mitzvahs? the mitzvahs. So the kiss, the mouth to mouth, is. <laughs> At that level, you don't do high fives. High so fives. We're beyond, We're way beyond high fives over here.
1: So
0: the mouth. Imagine a guy who learns his pedic and he meets a and Hashem gives him a high five. Imagine how oh, It would be enough. like really like devastating. Like where's the kisses and hugs I read about in chapter 46? It's like no, you're good, bro. Yeah. Like,
1: bro. Reb. So the, yeah. mouth <laughs> an well, yeah. the mouth is the halacha. You mean the mouth? The mouth is the halacha.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the body yipha and the arms are mitzvahs. the halach, are, are the the mitzvahs, doing oh, the well, mitzvahs. I
1: guess. With your so the chokmah. I always think of you. How we connect to the chokmah?
0: Well, he says M that.
1: Is when he gives us Torah. Yeah,
0: yeah. he says that hasaga satayda is like the the connection of the sechel
1: yeah
0: okay what's a comprehension okay this is what it means when we make a bracha and we say he, Hashem, who sanctified us through his mitzvahs he's going to say doesn't just mean he sanctified us and made us holy it means betrothal Betrothal is called kiddushin. It means like a marriage where a man cleaves to his wife and they become one flesh. So, it doesn't just mean he made us holy through his mitzvah, but, but it means he, he married us and became one with us. So, it's not just hugging and kissing, it is a unity, a relationship where we become one entity. Like a husband and a wife are two halves of one whole.
1: So Hashem was so good to all of us because what he did was he made, he concretized all this for us here yeah. by giving us the ability to get married, to know what love is, to have
0: children. He gave us access so we to we the could, metaphor. So we yeah.
1: could identify to
0: him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the reason. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yet, this metaphor pales in comparison to the actual reality. It's infinitely greater in reality. The level of oneness that we have with Hashem, when we learn and do mitzvahs and we unite our soul and its garments to Hashem, it's an infinitely greater unity even than a marriage. That's why Melech, who was a prolific um, writer and he had all the metaphors he cared to have at his disposal, he could have chosen any metaphor. But when he wanted to describe the relationship between Hashem and the Jewish people, he chose the metaphor of romantic love. With cleaving and desire and wanting and hugging and kissing. That's precisely what we mean when we say he who sanctified us with his mitzvahs. It means he who married us and became intimate with us and became one with us through giving us the mitzvos. And remember where we came from. We were the girl from the wrong side of the tracks. We were sitting on the top of the garbage hill and he had all the fancy girls from the debutante ball he could have married. And he said, no, I want that little girl, the, the despised garbage heap girl. And then he brought us to the palace. It's a really, it's an amazing story. Okay.
1: Except that he did have Moshe in the palace. This is his night.
0: Different palace. Yeah, it's a different palace.
1: No, no, but he did, he wasn't in the garbage heap. Yeah. He was in the palace. He was in a basket. He, was, he spent some time. He was, he was, he was with Rabbi, do you see what, you what I'm, saying, I'm saying? I'm saying, saying that Hashem has never discarded yeah. us yeah. to the garbage heap. Maybe yeah. temporarily, but, but never get discarded before. to the garbage heap. Yeah, but he always reads yeah, yeah, but something.
0: you're minimizing the power of the visualization now, because now we're oh. supposed to connect to the garbage heap. Oh yeah, I don't want mm. You're scared of, scared of the garbage heap. You gotta go to the garbage heap. You have to go to the garbage heap because that's where the power of this med- meditation is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't and be I afraid of it.
1: i to humble myself exactly. completely. Yeah. That's what it right. is. Because I want to tell you something. Y-
0: you're not going to actually get stuck there. It's already over. You're already safely out of the garbage heap. Right. Mitzrayim was already 3,000 whatever years ago. Well,
1: yeah, and also, yeah. Very much
0: yeah. like Okay. All right, let's, let's continue here. He brought us up to a level called Kedisha Elyon. Also, Kedusha, you have to understand, doesn't just mean holy, it really means separate. Hashem is above, he is aloof from, so to speak, detached. Transcendent of worlds. And that's where he brought us up to. That's why we say he surrounds the worlds. He can't be invested. He can't be contained within them. He's bringing us up to that level. When we connect to Hashem, what's happening? He's bringing us up to that level. And we become literally one with Him. I have a question. Hold on. That's what it means when it says, You be holy to me because I am holy, and I'll separate you from the nations. Do all my mitzvahs. And you will be holy. Pirush ki al yidei ki ha mitzvus hareni alek When you do my mitzvus, I'm your God. Kamei alekei Avraham alekei Yitzchok v'chulah. Just like we say, God of Abraham, God of Isaac. So say it about yourself. We say, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, because Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the aves, were completely battled to Hashem. They were completely surrendered to Him till they became one to Him. But what we're saying is, that's you as well. That's what He's lifting you up to. We're not just talking about something that happened. At the Exodus. That is the state of every Jewish soul when you do mitzvahs and you learn Torah. You are lifted up to this level of oneness with Hashem that transcends the limitations of the world.
1: Can the Rebbe please explain the difference between Sobev al
0: and mamali and save yeah. mamali yeah, is the light that can be contained within the worlds and indeed is the is the animated animating force of the worlds okay. it's the energy that's running through the world to enliven them save is beyond being beyond the capacity of the worlds
1: so how do we get hashem to penetrate the world so hashem is
0: well that's not the the, the goal here don't don't take us oh. down that path it's oh. irrelevant What we're saying is... He
1: loves
0: us so much. Yeah, well, that's true. That's the bottom line. But what we're saying is, he loves us so much, he's lifting us up to his level. What's his level? A level that transcends worlds. So he's lifting us up to that level that transcends worlds. That's what's saying. He made us Kaddish. What is Kaddish? Kaddish muvdil Kaddish doesn't mean holy. That's a weird translation. Kaddish means separate, set apart, unto its own, a category to itself, sui generis, something of its own category. So the level that we are lifted up to when we are connected to Hashem, to Torah and Mitzvahs, is a level that is beyond anything else in the world.
1: We can only sustain that temporarily,
0: right? Well, as long as we're doing His will, yeah. Rabbi Tan, yeah. I'm confused. Yeah.
1: Is my husband and wife cleaving to each other, is this like a 50 50 thing, or is it ha- Hashem, husband and wife, and it's 33, a third each?
0: Right now, you and Hashem are the husband and wife, okay?
1: Oh, so just two people. There's not two people. Just a metaphor. The metaphor of like a husband
0: and wife. There's that no two right people. Right. There's Hashem, and there's Hashem. And Hashem. There's Hashem and there's Hashem. what? You guys are missing the biggest point here. You You guys are missing the the biggest point. It's not that Hashem is taking you as a tag along. It's that you become one with Hashem. It's not Hashem and you. That's missing the whole point. We
1: are one with Hashem,
0: though. Well, everything's one with Hashem. The stones are...
1: We just try and solidify the reality of being one with
0: Hashem. But we want to be in an active state of that oneness. And it's hard to do when you're a thinking being. And this is our way of transcending that.
1: But if a husband and wife are cleaving and there's no Hashem, that cleaving is almost meaningless.
0: Yeah, right now, that's just a metaphor. Don't worry about it. Okay. There's no husband and wife. There's just Hashem being one with himself by being close to you.
1: The Jewish teach another one. And Hashem is the
0: Okay. I think we could maybe finish nah, I don't think we're gonna finish this chapter. Okay.
1: Is the cleaving desire and wanting having kissing, is that a mutual feel? Is it something that's supposed to like be aroused in us towards Hashem? And what is
0: well, the whole point of the chapter is that it's a reciprocal response. He is the initiator, and we are the reciprocator. But I thought
1: there can be no arousal from above without the arousal
0: from below. Well, that's a really great question. I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just showing up is the arousal from mm-hmm. below. Mm-hmm. Okay. V'lochin kivu razal. That's why the sages said you should stand in front of someone who does a mitzvah even if they are an ignoramus.
1: Stand up. Honor.
0: When they're doing a mitzvah. Why? This guy's an oritz. This is not about the guy. It's about the fact that Hashem is present within that guy. He could be the lowest guy, but he's doing a mitzvah, Hashem is there. Rakshei Navsheim <inaudible> suggests that he doesn't feel it. Because <inaudible> of the physical barrier. <inaudible> the physicality filters it out, so he's not aware of his own connection. <inaudible> not like the Aves who were actually able to feel it. They had that oneness, and they could feel it. We have that oneness, we don't feel it. This is what Asaf says, you know, like in Mismar Asaf. I'm a fool, I don't know. I'm like an animal with you. And I'm constantly with you. Even though I'm like an animal with you, meaning with Hashem, I know nothing. I'm not feeling this connection. It's not causing me to feel awe. I'm not feeling the delightful love. Like the tzaddikim do. The tzaddikim are so refined. They're feeling the awe. They're feeling the love. And I'm not feeling it. As we know, Das is the connection that contains Chesed and Gvura. And nevertheless, I'm not feeling it. I'm not having the love. I'm not having the awe. I don't have the Das. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm constantly with you. It doesn't matter. Subjectively, I'm oblivious to it. Objectively, it's still happening. Now we understand why it's such a terrible thing for somebody to violate Shabbos or to eat Chomets Pesach, even if that person is spiritually low. It never even occurred to you, but I'm going to make something occur to you. Maybe it's not so egregious of a guy who's on a spiritually low level violates Shabbos, because after all, what's the big deal? He's not on a spiritually high level anyway. And yet, what we're saying, it's actually shocking, we don't even consider this, it's equally as, as damaging to the cosmos when a great holy person violates Shabbos, or some, well, let's say, constant Shabbos violator. Maybe you would say, this guy is such a low level, doesn't even matter anymore. No, it still does. Why? How is that? And he explains <laughs> Because even in the soul of this low person the same holiness is shining This the holiness of Shabbos and Yom Tav. Meaning, he's oblivious to it, but it's still there. the same thing we're trying to internalize here. That this oneness with Hashem that happens every time we learn Torah and do a mitzvah, it's there. We don't feel it, but it's there. Also, eating a little chomets and Pesach, or moving a little mokta. It causes just as much damage to this low person as it would to a tzaddik. We have the same Torah. And this that he says, Osef says, I'm like animal, but he says animals, plural, says, I'm like an animal, but he says animals, plural, plural to you. This word behemoth refers to a very high level, the highest level of das within Seder And nevertheless, actually above Seder even higher than Seder At any rate, but even that lofty level of das is like an animal compared to the essence of Hashem. So, what are we saying? That even the loftiest level of understanding Hashem is nothing compared to Hashem. So how much more so (laughs) our lowly level of understanding? So the fact that we don't understand anything really is irrelevant. And the point is, the point is, the point is, you do a mitzvah, you learn Torah, and you are experiencing oneness and intimacy with Hashem. Oh, you don't feel it? Okay, you don't feel it. Doesn't make it any less so. And the point of that knowledge is to relate to it in the way that makes us feel loved. And when you feel loved, then you will feel loving. That's the whole point of the chapter. When you feel loved, which you certainly are, even though you don't feel it, but it's true, because Hashem is allowing you to have absolute oneness with Him through Torah Mitzvahs, that is him loving you. So when you feel that he's loving you, when you feel loved, then you will feel loving toward him. And then what are you going to do when you feel loving toward him? You're going to do Torah mitzvahs. And it's then a virtuous circle. Because how are you loved by him? The fact that you become one with him through Torah mitzvahs. And then when you feel loved, then you're going to feel loving and you need to do more Torah mitzvahs and be more one with him. That's beautiful.